In a moment, we're going to uh, have a Bible reading. Just before, just to introduce the Bible reading, it's the, uh, the opening verses from John's Gospel. And it talks about the Word. And although uh, there's, a, there's a sermon or lots of sermons about what the Word is, but just take short for shorthand that the Word refers to Jesus. And uh, this reading talks about the incarnation about Jesus, the Word, being here on earth, the Word made flesh, if you like, or as somebody expressed it, the Word wrapped up in a person. Been celebrating it Christmas, but we celebrate it uh, all the time that God sent His Son. So uh, we're going to hear. Uh, a reading about that, and also look at the implications of that for our lives. So, Edna, would you like to come up and, and read? Edna, who was a member of the original Thomas Risley Church over at, um, uh, by the, the Noggin, and uh, has seen through that and the knocking down of that church, haven't you? And then the wilderness years when the church existed in offices, and then uh, the building here, and then the enlargement here, and so it's, it's a joy that you're here to, to read for us. Thank you, Edna. Thank you. The reading is from John chapter 1, verses 1 to 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, nor a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testifies concerning him. He cries out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me, because he was before me. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. 
No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. There's so much in that reading, and um, uh, we haven't got time to explore all. Perhaps you'd, you'd uh, be inspired to do that when you get home. If we could perhaps have the reading back up again. Is that okay? Thank you. Some, uh, some wonderful words, wonderful ideas, wonderful about, uh, about God making himself known through, uh, through Jesus. Jesus, the Word, I've mentioned that, and, and also talks about Jesus as the light. And uh, in verse 5, if we could move on to verse 5, where it says, The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness have not understood it. That Jesus, the light, shone out and wasn't afraid to, uh, to go in the, in the dark places, in the difficult places. He, uh, he, he shone out through the whole of the world. Then in verse 6, it begins to talk about John, John the Baptist. So we're, in this passage, we have a portion about Jesus. We have some about John. John who came to witness to the light. John who came to point people to the light. Then if we move on to verse 10. <laughs> he was in the world... And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. So when Jesus came, even though John was trying to uh, say, this is the Messiah, that some did not recognize him. But in verse 12, Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So some didn't receive him, and some did receive him, and, and had that fantastic privilege of being known as the children of God. And in the Bible we can read about those who responded, those who didn't respond. And still today, there's those who respond, and those who didn't respond. And maybe... That's where you are at this time, and, uh, and I hope and pray that you'll respond and know the Lord and know the joy of being a child of His and know the joy and the privilege of serving Him in all sorts of ways. I wonder, who do you identify with in that story, if anybody? It may be on that level of those who've received him, those who haven't received him. And maybe that's going through in your mind. That's okay. Let God speak to you. What about John the Baptist as someone who, who uh, showed people the light, showed people the way of God? Maybe you identify with him, and that's good. But what about Jesus the incarnate Son of God. Do you identify with him? Well, perhaps you say, of course I don't. He, he was Jesus. But maybe there's something about this incarnation, this, 
this uh, God dwelling in, in, in a human, this incarnational life that we can learn from. Dave's going to uh, read, a, read to us now a little bit further on in John, where the, uh, well, hopefully more of the incarnation is explored and, and the implications for us. Thank you, David. John chapter 14, isn't it? I hope so. Yes. Verses 5 to 14. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even, if, even after I have been among you such a long time. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name. And I will do it. Thank you. Thank you, Colin. So they didn't know the way to to do it. And uh, Jesus said in verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That uh, through Jesus, that they saw the Father, and they were they were led to the Father. What about us? Can that be true of us? You see, we've got the idea of the incarnation, have we? That this is uh, Jesus. And he was uh, God, the Word, wrapped in human form, wrapped as a person, the person who gave the message of, of, the, of God. And we could go into the deep theology of that, but uh, I want to just move to one side, because in that reading, verse 12, if we could, Colin... I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. So that's anyone who has faith in him will do what I've been doing, will, will be like Jesus in that way. Well, how can that be? Through the Holy Spirit. That when Jesus left earth, 
He promised his Holy Spirit, and that Holy Spirit is available to all to invite the Holy Spirit into our lives, to be, if you like, the messenger of God, because you too will have God with you. And so when you go out, when Elaine goes to the school tomorrow, she will have the presence of God with her. When James goes to university tomorrow, are you going to university tomorrow? Yeah, you've got a lecture tomorrow, have you? Oh, that's good, yes. Good to have the old lecture, isn't it, when you're a student? Yes. No, you work hard, I'm sorry, I'm just being... When, uh, when, uh, when Andy goes to college, when Ron goes to work, when we uh, do whatever we're doing, that we can ask and we can know the Holy Spirit with us so in some sense, I'm not saying that we're, we're Jesus, but in some sense, we are incarnational. We are God. We have God within us through the Holy Spirit to be a witness. Because, as Jesus said in this reading, whoever has seen me has seen the Father, and whoever has seen us gets a glimpse of God. Now, as Elaine said, that can be a scary thought. If they see me and they see how I act, well, that'll just put them off. But also, if they see us and they see how we act, maybe not in perfection, but that we don't gossip. Maybe we speak positively about people. Maybe we do try and help people. Maybe there's something different then they will get a glimpse of God. So this whole life discipleship that we're, we're embarking on and that we're continuing on is trying to help us to see that what we do in church on Sunday is important for itself and to worship and to, to glorify God, but also to learn and to, uh, to be equipped so that we can go out on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, in our homes, in our workplaces, um, in our community, whatever we're doing. And in that sense, we can bring something of God out. It may be that there's some things that we, we need to get sorted. We've got communion coming up in a moment where we can just come before God and know that we can come humbly before Him, bring the, the uh, our lives before Him and, and say sorry, to repent of the, the things that aren't good, that wouldn't be a helpful witness, times perhaps when we've not behaved right, and we can say, sorry Lord, forgive me. As we take the bread and the wine in, that's symbolic and reality of taking the Lord into our lives. And although it'll go through our digestion and come out, but the Lord is with us throughout all of next week. And what we do here in communion in a few moments' time will be important. We'll start off by doing that. 
by just saying, sorry for the things we've messed up. Please restore me, Lord. Forgive me and equip me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit to go out and to serve you. And then we'll ask God to show us, perhaps, perhaps encourage us in the areas that we can just be a witness to him. Maybe we should mention, yeah, if somebody said, what did you do at church over the weekend? Rather than, oh, I watched Newcastle come back against Arsenal and, oh, wasn't that a good game? But maybe we also mention, yeah, I went to church. Maybe there's things that we can say, or, or do you want to come to a barn dance next week? There's all sorts of ways. And maybe we just ask God, maybe just to show us one way in which we can be a witness to him. I've mentioned Father Damien's story about working with those, uh, those lepers. A very dramatic story. I hope the children understood a little bit, but uh, I'm sure we as adults understood. Now that's a very dramatic, very special story. But what about other stories? Less dramatic, won't get the headlines. There's Elaine's story we've heard. And then I'll tell you another one. There's Joyce's story. Joyce is a secretary. She's married and got children. She is a Christian. She goes to church. Sadly, her children, well, they're reluctant to come. And her her husband, well, he's a bit reluctant to come too. She comes to church and she feels that God wants to use her. Perhaps she's heard, our God is a great big God and all about God's plan. And what's what's my part in God's plan? And so she offers to help out in in church and that's good. And that's, uh, that's right. But she struggles a little bit knowing what she can do. She's, although she's got children, she's not really a child person and doesn't feel that she can help out with the children's work. But she does help out with the creche, which is wonderful, so that um, uh, young parents can come and, and the children can be cared for. She also um, reads occasionally when she volunteers for the reading rotor, and that's good. She's got quite a smiley face, so she helps out on the door. But she thought, if that's all my witness is, then surely there's something more. But she's can't sing, she can't play the guitar, she's not strong enough to put out the chairs. <coughs> what more is there? And as she sat in, in church one week, uh, the preacher was preaching a similar sermon to I've said today about the, the incarnation, God wrapped up in a person, the word going out. And she thought, oh, there's stuff in, uh, in my life, I need to get that, that sorted. And she was able to do that in a, in a time of quiet. She was able to, to just to, to offer to God who she was. And then she began to think, in what ways can I move out and, uh, and send the message? I don't really do anything dramatic. I, I couldn't stand on the street corner. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. And she began to limit herself. But then God spoke to her. Maybe he'll speak to us. And she realized she can be a witness at home. 
And that can be really tough because her children and her husband see her at, uh, when she's just woken up in the morning. She's a bit grumpy and, and uh, well, she's just got back from work and, and it's difficult. But at those times that she can ask to be a witness. And in the conversation that she has, through the witness at home, she can be a powerful witness to her family. At work, she hasn't yet mentioned that she's a Christian. She avoids the question, what did you do at the weekend? And she thinks, yeah, I could say that, that I am a Christian. I wonder what will happen. She meets with some friends uh, about once a week over coffee. Perhaps she ought to speak to them. She hasn't sort of she doesn't say anything much, but maybe she should. Maybe she should pray for them. Maybe she should pray that God gives her opportunities. Do you know do you want to know what happened to this lady? when she did this, when she prayed for the opportunities, when she, she asked God to, to help her to, to be a witness out there. Do you want to know what happened? Well, what's better than that? I'm not going to tell you. Because what's better is when you do it for your life. When as we have communion, when you pray, Lord, help me. Help me to get sorted the things that, I'm, uh, uh, that are uh, a bad witness. Help me to be a good witness. And then help me, Lord, just show me the ways in which I can be a witness to you in, uh, in my home, in the community, the places that I work. And what I'd like to hear over the next few weeks is your stories. What happened to you? And I know that some of you have already been doing that. But we need more. We need more of those. And I think Angela is going to invite us to, to share some of those stories. Aren't, um, Ian? And, uh, but you don't, don't be worried. If you do have stories, you don't have to share them. That uh, Maybe it's, uh, it's not appropriate. But let's embark and let's continue this adventure of faith. And I've got help for you. Most important help is God's Holy Spirit who will help and guide you and equip you. He will help you when you feel as if you messed up. He will help you when you feel, yeah, that was really good. Because when we do manage to witness to the Lord, what a great feeling that is when perhaps we've helped somebody to, be, to respond to the light as in our first reading and become a child of God. But also, a week on Saturday... I'm running a, an event called Evangelism for the Fearful. It's just in morning, just a Saturday morning. It's open to all of the Synod, but it's also, of course, open to you. So if you'd like to come along, 10 till 12.30, and it's just a gentle introduction to sharing faith, evangelism. And, uh, and I hope that some of you will come. I'm also looking for somebody to help make the tea. So you can come for two purposes as we welcome others from the Synod. But the greatest help is the Lord himself who will meet with us now. Who will meet with us as we prepare to receive communion. As we prepare to, to take the Lord into ourselves as we prepare 
to go out to serve him.